0: Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news,
1: You say James Bond will be back. It's there right on the screen. Uh, I have my doubts, but just give us a sense of how, like, have you started to figure out how he will be back? Do you know how he will come back?
2: No, but we'll figure that one out. But he will be back. And you can rest assured James Bond will be
3: back. So this
1: is not the end. This is not the end of the line. We can get some more. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
4: Welcome to Really 007 and this new James Bond Will Return series, where we'll chart the progress and development of Bond 26, whilst also giving our own views and hopes on the future of our favourite secret agent. As you may have noticed almost immediately, Tom is taking a well-deserved break from hosting, and it's going to be me, his youngest brother Harry, steering the ship for this. And when I took on the mantle, I thought it would be a nice kind of side mini series, but Judging by the speed things are developing, this series could actually outlive all the other reviews and specials that we've still got left to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, in case you didn't know, Really 007 is a proud part of the Pod Dojo Network. And you can find all our content in a variety of uh, ways and platforms and follow us on social media. Just look us up at Really 007 Pod. Uh, I-, I wanted to do that one yeah. in the style of you, <laughs> This is the first episode of James Bond will return. And it's titled Privileged Position. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and we'll talk more about that later. But <laughs> for this first episode of the series, there is me hosting and there is Tom, who is not hosting. Tom, you are just here tonight to take part, which I'm sure is a relief for you. I'm a guest. new have show And my other brother, Math. And uh, yeah, yeah. Hello, Math. Hello. And then John. Hello. And Chris hello so that's everyone apart from rob at the moment and going forward it, it might not be all of us but it's just a chance for us all to kind of uh, catch up and see where we're up to with a new bond and whereas maybe the usual content the usual reviews and episodes are more of a sort of evening entertainment commute to work kind of listening <laughs> this this might be kind of a, a mini kind of breakfast episode where <laughs> yeah. it's just your, your, your small kind of update just to Keep you going through the day, just a, just a little one, and it's all focused
2: on Bond twenty six.
5: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just, we're, we're just
2: wanting to uh, take over everyone's meal times. This is breakfast. This is the breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. The best place I thought to start
4: this uh, series was just to look at where we are in the franchise and how utterly unique this position is that we are in. Of course, we've had moments in the series before where we've known. An actor would be stepping down as Bond, or it felt it, people sensed that it would be a certain actor's last Bond. But where we're at now, um, it's not just new casting of Bond, but it is—it really is the blankest the canvas has ever been because of the outcome of No Time to Die, where James Bond himself died. Uh, spoiler alert! And joining us in the nick of time, right at the start of, of the episode, we do have. Rob, making it a full, uh, compliment. Hi, dear really? Robert.
5: Guys, I saw the photograph of you guys doing this, and I just could not miss. I, I've only got, got like five
4: minutes. <laughs> I <right>. never <laughs> it's I so miss.
5: It's so lovely to see you all. And I'm so sorry <laughs> for stomping in on an hour. Oh, stomp in anytime.
4: <laughs> you, you can drop in as casually as you like to this. Rob, talking about how the the position we're in with the franchise at the moment is a position like we've never been in before. I'd just like to know your general feeling towards going ahead with the franchise in terms of is it a feeling of excitement is it is it a bit of trepidation about it how how do you feel where we're at at the moment in, in if you can possibly do that in a nutshell
5: yeah of course um well I, I'm I'm absolutely obsessed and in love with James Bond the franchise so um I'm very excited to get cracking I don't want to sail this off into the sunset I want to see what's coming and I want to be excited about what's coming next. The current date of play is uh, a flat zero, isn't it? So there's not a great deal to be very much excited about. What, what it seems very painfully obvious is that, that Eon seems, and this is just an opinion, but Eon seems to have totally misjudged the fact that, well, it seems to think that, what happened at the end of the last instalment, they seem to think is so seismic that we're going to need some time to get over it, i.e. a number of years, that we're going to need a, at least a grace period to let dear Daniel go off into the sunset, you know, which, you know, and that we're going to need, I don't know, years of coming to terms with how his tenure ended. We don't, actually. We actually don't. We want to crack on. And for a lot of people, we actually want to consign that to footnote as well. <laughs> <laughs> rather it was just something mm. that wow that was a bit of a strange offshoot but we go again you know as stephen gerrard famously said before not winning the title <laughs> so, uh... <laughs>
6: well it could be similar
5: yeah <laughs> that's it so no james bond will prevail you know like the james bond will return james bond will prevail it's just at the moment i think that I- i'm hoping at the moment that that it's just one big smoke screen and that's really more out of blind hope than anything else. I hope we're just going to go to the cinema one day to watch, I don't know, Fast and the Fur- Furious 10, 11, 12, whatever Fast it is. X, uh, yeah. Fast X. Yeah. Fast X, yeah. Which sounds like a, a laxative product, doesn't
3: it? <laughs> <laughs> Next month, mate. Can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The rude yeah. version of Fast Love, which is already
5: rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we'll get yeah, get to the cinema and then there'll be a trailer like, you know, with a with an actor with scenes shot with something it's just I don't know whether that's just massive wishful thinking on my part whether I think I think they're still so hung up on what happened and if and if this is not a smokescreen and they really are clinging on to the fact that well we can't think about James Bond without Daniel I'm just sad with who's in charge basically you know Uh, and I wish it had never come to this but that's just me I I know that people are totally devoted to what happened. And I'm so glad for those people, you know, because that's how I felt with certain moments of James Bond a long time ago. And I know how that feels to be that caught up and enamored with the world of Bond. So that's great. I'm absolutely thrilled for those people. At the minute, I want to get going. I want to know what's coming next. I want to see an exciting actor, trailer, location, cast, script, talk of script, or not any of that. Come if they came to came out next week with a trailer like Brosnan's reveal trailer, you know, you were expecting someone else, kind of thing, everything would be forgiven. It's just I can't quite picture that, but that's where I'm at the moment. I'm very interested to hear what you guys think.
4: No, I think I think that's a lot of people would share your opinion on that, Rob. I think there's we're in a, a position now where there is almost silence, we get the odd bits from Barbara, but. The silence I think a lot of Bond fans are hoping is a smokescreen uh, of, of some of the fans that we talk to. Some are adamant that that's, that's what it is. But then, like you've kind of said, Rob, there are some people that just find it very hard to believe. And that's partly through how much attention and focus they've put on the previous era with Daniel Craig. Um, They've never quite had, they've never shown the ability to look, at, uh, look past him uh, over the, the last few years. So, I think a lot of people are worried that they're still stuck on. But like you've said, you know, we're at a flat zero. It is ground zero with Bond. Mm. And like you, I think it's because it's such a unique, privileged position we have here that we can actually, for the first time, not just speculate about who the next Bond will be, um, but we can speculate about absolutely everything. And we've never had this chance um, as fans to do that. We've never had this chance to kind of fantasise about what what the future could look like with Bond, because it's always been in the pipeline. The pipeline! Um, and I think... <laughs> oh, too easy, I think. <laughs> I'll set you
5: up. i father's legacy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Ew, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, it, and for us, you know, as a podcast and all the other podcasts and people who, you know, make James Bond their life, put so much effort into following the, the updates, it's I'm wanting, with this series, to try and look positively and look ahead because there's so much that could happen. And it might be you know, that as we get more and more updates, our dreams become you know reduced and reduced as it happens because as soon as you find out the director, that changes things. As soon as you find out who's been cast as Bond and the writers, that changes things. But where we're at right now is, as I say, the blankest that it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cause for celebration yeah, in neat. some way. <laughs> that, that That is a, a chance for us to get excited, I think. I, I, although I'm not especially happy about the circumstances that put us in this position. I think it's something for us as a podcast and as, as you know the, the James Bond family and community, it's something for us to kind of share ideas and share opinions about in a way we've never had the chance to before. Math, I know you know, you've not always agreed with things hmm. that have got us to this stage. But is there, is there part of you that, that enjoys talking about where we're going and what might be, you know, coming up with the franchise?
7: Yeah, of, of course there is. And like you say, we've, we've never been in this position before. With every other actor, it's been a case of, well, it seems to have been, will they, will they won't, you know, will they come back? Won't they come back? And it's been a continuation, really. And then, and then obviously, when Pierce left and and Daniel Craig came in, it was, you know, they 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 made it clear that it was going to be some sort of reboot. But I think when I'm thinking about it, you know, it's like there's what there's what I think and you know what I would do and what, you know, which is exciting to think about. But then sadly less exciting, <laughs> sorry to be negative, is what no. what I think they won't do. Or, well, yeah, what what I think they will do, or what I think they won't do of what I would do, if you know what I mean. I think in in some ways, I can understand them wanting a bit of a gap after this Daniel Craig year and the fact that they've killed killed him off. And I think, you know, modern audiences, probably non-bond audiences, would be a bit more confused if if, if there was suddenly a new Bond film. However, if you think about Batman, there's a new Batman film fairly regularly or a new Batman fairly regularly so after the Dark Knight trilogy which finished in 2012 it only took until 2015 for Batman versus Superman to come out where you know I felt it was that was a bit soon but you know I I quite like that you know a bit of a different incarnation and everything so I think audiences can deal with it if you know what I mean and you know Bond has been going for such a long time, and the actors have changed. People know that, and it—you it, know—maybe mo- some modern modern audi- audiences aren't as familiar with it. But you don't just have to constantly pander to them. You can say, "Right, we reset, we go again." Yeah, and you know, like when when the Batman with Robert Pattinson has come out, and it, and it was set, you know, it, it has. You didn't see flashbacks of his um, thingy, you know, his yeah, his parents being killed and and stuff like that people haven't been confused or whatever. They know it, they know the drill. So you can just go straight in and people will be able to adapt. What I would do, you know, like let's have, you know, more of a sort of, you know, not not necessarily fantastical, but, you know, as we've said, like a, a Living Daylights or a goldenized style sort of resetting with a new actor, introducing them, throwing them straight in, but introducing them at the same time with someone like Henry Cavill, who's ready to go. And let's just have fun. It's not that fun doesn't necessarily mean the same as silly. I think people mm-hmm. often confuse those things because I think there's lots mm. of fun elements in you know even in Timothy Dalton's even some Daniel Craig's films. But I just think there's the opportunity now to to go in a different direction to what Daniel Craig did. And so yeah, given given the fact that they they'd put so you know all their eggs in 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 Daniel Craig's basket, so to speak. Don't know quite how that metaphor, you know, <laughs> works, but I think there is his the, eggs and yeah. his. his basket. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think I don't think they know where they are or what they're doing and what, what the plan is. And yeah, I, I, you know, but we'll see. I do agree. So
4: it's been mentioned about the weight and I know, I think most of our group are keen to just keep going and want news of development. But I did, I did mention in I can't remember whether it was uh, Bond on the big screen anniversary. matter. Sorry, do you want to?
7: Yeah, use... sorry. There's one thing I meant to mention as well. Yeah, sorry, it. Yeah. and it might Another might side. link into what you're saying. Yeah. So I mentioned modern modern audiences. So there's there's also people. Who, there's like people like us who haven't been so keen Bond fans who haven't been so keen on the recent area uh, era. Sorry, who yeah. want. Want it to get you know get going and have a certain you know we want to go back to this way and we we want a new film as soon as as possible. But I also think, having looked at you know Bond Twitter and that, that those who are big Daniel Craig fans, they're not saying, "Come on, we need we need a long break." I think mm. most of them, from what I see, want to get going again and get frustrated. I might be I might be completely wrong, but mm. they, they would probably want something to be moving moving mm. along. They're not wanting us to. You know, have this continual victory lap, or just this, whatever it is. So, sorry, that's what I wanted to say. No,
4: no, I think I think that's worth saying, and not. I don't think that's something we've said before. Actually, we've never focused on what those people who who are pleased with how things went with Daniel Craig. I sort have not focused much on how this gap is affecting them. I was just going to say, you, you sort of mentioned the Batman comparisons and things like that. Would you not say that it's to the, the it didn't it was to the detriment though those subsequent Batman films and Spider-Man when they did turn things around yeah. quickly, like with no, Garfield think... Andrew Garfield I mean like, yeah. would those films have performed better if the appetite was there and if people if the, the only thing I think I, I, I do believe that but at the same time I definitely agree with your point that James Bond is different people are used to the idea mm. of reincarnation not worrying about what happened in the last film just being given the next adventure, but having said that, I, I, you know, I do think there is some value in waiting, C- certainly in terms of announcing a new actor and things like that. I don't think it should have come straight away. The problem they had was the pressure of the 60th year, and that really f- fans really wanted something good in that 60th year, and it didn't come in that on that anniversary note, um, which is a sh- shame, but. Perhaps it
2: might be for the better. As I was thinking about it, in my lifetime, there has always been a delay from a James Bond uh, changing hands. Uh, The days of Lazenby to Connery and back and and more, and then Dalton the year after, I don't realistically see that happen again. Mm. I I know that circumstances meant there was a massive delay from Dalton to Brosnan. Uh, so there was six years there. And then there was four years between Die Another Day to Casino Royale. So I think a weight of a film is par for the course, if I'm being totally honest. Mm-hmm. I think what I struggle with is more the complete... I don't think she's doing a smokescreen, personally. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't think there is clarity over the way forward. And I, I think that I wonder. I've got to say this. I wonder if she's just gone, grown exhausted of it. I won I don't know, but I, I, I wonder if there's, there's two aspects of like Daniel was her baby. You know, regardless of own personal opinions in general, it's pulled off. It was, a, it was a good choice and and fair play and all the rest of it. I think that she is far too personally attached to that. And that uh, because of that, to spend the next year like basically going championing him in plays or doing documentaries and even having a motivation of the previous film about being a send off. I think I think she's like I think Barbara and Michael probably don't have a clear view of the way forward. And I don't think they have the energy still to want to do it. I'm going to say this now. I think they're going to sell. Mm. I think that or they are going to give somebody else. Mm. St- she'll stay as an exec producer because uh, of the broccoli name, but they need someone else. I think she's really thinking we need someone else to be, come and be an exec produ- uh, producer and come and drive this forward. Very interesting. And, and I think that that is the reason why we're waiting, um, because there is no vision to that. And and in some ways, you know, I, in some ways, it takes it takes a really bold person to it to to step back and do that, you know, and to say I, I've, I've I'm not there. If, I'm I'm completely speculating, but that is my actual opinion with it all. Mm. I'd rather have someone in who's got the real drive for, and vision for it than someone who would be treading water or feel like this is have lost the passion for it. I mean, she's Eon have just produced another film, haven't they? That um, president Biden was um, he introduced the other day, didn't he? It was the, um, that's the one. (laughs) Yeah. So Uh Barbara was there again. And, and again, Barbara um, on the interviews was saying how disappointed that the Academy had not recognized it. Mm. That and and it seems to me that Barbara's passion at the moment is getting critical, yeah, crit, critically acclaimed films. That's her thing. And while these latest Daniel Craig films are reasonably critically acclaimed, that's not the heart of Bond, and it never has been. These are action or spy thrillers. Yeah, so that's my thoughts on where it is. The the um the next episode that we're kind of planning to talk about is the situation with Eon.
4: And, of course, Amazon and the the role that Amazon play in all this, (laughs) um, which is a a big conversation. Um, But, I, you know, just when you're speaking there, it it did kind of come to me as well. The question, you know, is Barbara might not be a franchise person anymore. It's it's, she's someone who wants to go off individual films and actors. And she might not be. Maybe she once did. But right now she doesn't have the mindset to continually move on, to continually evolve. And I'm sure that does take energy and creativity, um, but if you believe that's going to be the next announcement, that's a pretty, pretty uh, hot take, John. But you know, this is something people people would argue that she should have sensed a little sooner than now, because of course we we go back to the schedule, of no time to die, the original release date, the postponements, mm. but perhaps. Only once the dust has settled after the reception of No Time to Die could she yeah. make this decision. Um, Tom, where, where are you up to with things? Are, are you in a position where you can see light <laughs> at the end of this gun barrel? <clears throat> yeah, I think something will have to happen, but I
3: I do believe everything they've said. I just don't think they're, they're not treating it like... I think I've used the comparison before of a football team. Even if you've got a great manager, the people in the background are still thinking about if, it, if we go on a bad run of form, who's available at the moment and things like that. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, any good business, any Marvel, all these things. I know they're different because there's multiple films, there's multiple characters. No one's expecting 10 bomb films every year. It's ridiculous. But it really is not that difficult. All we're asking for is a stock action film. You know, it's not – you don't have to think about what direction we're going to go in too much. Just make one, and 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 go in a particular direction for that film. Yes. If that doesn't work, even if it works, you can do a different style for the one after that. I'd, I th- I think I agree that although I think it's poor that 2019 is when they stopped filming, so they should really have been thinking about what to do, not necessarily the actor, but the direction. If they wanted mm. you know, the direction, of how they were if they knew Bond was going to die, they've got to have been thinking how on earth can we recover from that. And one of the ways of recovering from that is dead simple. You just do another Bond film and just don't mention it. Carry on as if nothing's happened. The way Living Living Daylights opens with Timothy Dalton, there's no, there's not even a reference that Roger Moore was the previous Bond, or you, you know, with of course George Laseby had that this didn't happen to the other fella. You don't even need that. You just just have a different Bond. in. I know you're saying about Batman. But I think people are more invested in the peripheral characters, you know, like Albert as Alfred. I was, I was thinking <laughs> Alf, Alfred the Butler, and I merged it into Albert. Yeah,
4: Alfred Broccoli.
3: Yeah, but you know, the, the, all the peripheral characters. like Oh, who's the? Jo-? It's always who's the joker, and there's so many jokers, and oh, they're going to tease who's yeah. the joker and all this rubbish. But like the Barry Keegan and all that stuff, Bond fans and the peripheral Bond fans don't care about who's the next fell or who the next M is or even Q, you know. Mm-hmm. They just want a new film. Like no one when GoldenEye was coming out it, it was, okay, there was a bit of fanfare that there's a, a female M, but if it had just been another new M actor, no one would have cared. It's just, who's Bond? Brosnan's the, the, Bond, that's, I think, that's yeah. the only person we care about.
4: They've tried in recent films, they've tried to create a bit of suspense and awe about who Money Penny is and who Blowfell is they've tried that, but I completely agree, it's not something that needs doing or needs doing again.
3: Uh, It's fine, it worked for those films, you know. It was was a different way of introducing the characters. Q, though, Q just came. There was no like, oh, who's this chap? Oh, and then he's finally revealed he's Q. You know, it's they didn't need that. It was good how they introduced him just as as Q. Even M, we we only need them, we've had them introduced as new M's. Okay, the way Ray Fines was introduced. That was partly because of the storyline of M dying. I, I agree. And that, that's not... It doesn't mean that what they've done is wrong in that approach. Mm. The, the, re, the slow reveal of Blofeld is fine because it's a bigger character. Obviously, I would have done it differently. Over and more films, that was never going to happen because... Daniel Craig was only going to do one more. But they don't need to do that again. You know, we don't we don't need to have a, a slow reveal of the next below felt, for instance. I, I mean, the, with the cast, I know we might talk about this in another episode, but I've seen loads of videos recently uh, Will who will return, will the cast return? And not one of them has mentioned, well, how can any of them? Because they, they all, the last scene of the last film was them all mourning the death of Bond. I, yeah. ca- I cannot understand how any of those characters mm. can
4: continue. There's one article, I don't know if it's Esquire, saying... Seven things that need to happen for the next bond to be successful, I think one of them was uh, it has to be a complete reset. Whereas obviously we had Judy Dench carrying over from Brosnan to Craig. This one's saying you can't even do that. I think it it does need to be a complete yeah. refresh yeah, from definitely. top to bottom, um, and also that protects what happens in the Daniel Craig year as well. It, it gives it its own, yeah, um, it, you know, it keeps it wrapped up. Yeah, it's a tricky one because with so little to go on, and we as Bond fans, let our minds and imaginations run and think these things are possible. But like you say, Tom, for them as a business to be business-minded, this should have been up their sleeve or in consideration or in talks.
6: There is a sense of frustration um, because of what you obviously mentioned before, that, you know, this isn't rocket science. You know, this is, Mm. you know, it's not that difficult to write a, a solid Spy thriller, you know, action adventure film because you've got so many, you know, iconic things to pull from. You know that you've already got a character that the world already knows. You know, everyone knows the setup. Everyone knows what the sort of everything that comes with it. So I, I am finding it very frustrating. <clears throat> and to go back to the other point about you know where Eon are, I I, I think I think you're right that I think Barbara Broccoli has you know, taking on the mantle and have done remarkable things with it, considering, yeah. you know, after of the Day and, you know, you know, casting a new Bond and the backlash that came with that, that she's made, managed to, you know, produce, you know, critically kind films that have made a lot of money.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European Linen
6: I feel like her heart isn't in it anymore, and you can mm. see that with the sort of Oscar baiting films. You know the fact that she wanted to get Daniel Craig an Oscar, and then she's got she's got this new film. You know, you look at what she's producing now; <clears throat> she's got like seven credits that you know for, for what's going to be you know she's going to be producing in the next like you know few years. You know, and and I, I just think that you know the working you know they did the rhythm section, which was that mm. kind of like spy thriller type thing uh, and the working with that direct, that writer again to do an, a, a, another version you know you've got this till but obviously it was you know um, again that kind of like Oscar bait award baiting kind of film about you know true stories and you know and I just think that, that you know what have we got we've got 007's Road to a Million TV series. I think that she's more concerned with, you know, I, I think that it's like, her, you know, the, the series that came before, you know, the Broccolis producing these films, once they, once they kind of pretty much after Run About Goldeneye, Cummy Broccoli didn't produce anything else. It was just bomb films. <laughs> because he, And that's how he kept his pace going because that was his, it's like, that's mm. my full time job. I'm, I'm producing bomb films. And I think she's got sides you know, tracked by other stuff, and I think that's fine. But, you know, we're in a difficult position where you've killed off the main character. So like I say, you've now, you basically, you now have like a a sub-series within the series where it starts, you know, the beginning and the end of the character. So nothing can continue. You know, we've never been in the position, like John said, where you've got a definitive kind of end to the series. You know, in theory, they could just walk away now and that'd be it. Yeah. You know, and it, that's the end of the series because you went from, like saying, from, you know, Dalton, the break between Dalton and Brosnan was mostly to do with legal issues. Yeah. You know, it went from Brosnan to Craig before Brosnan knew <laughs> he was fired. Um, and I just think that, you, and now it's ended. So, how do we restart it? And I think that it is it is a really difficult position to be in. But I think the lack of I don't know the, the the lack of drive is is and you can sense that there is a real frustration. People want more bomb films than they want mm. you know they want uh, another another film. And I think that you can't. There's no continuation after No Time to Die. It's the, it's the impossible. It has to be a fresh start. I say you've never been in this position where the character is dead where it's time to recast and you know where do you start and I think there is a bit of that that maybe it's like where do you start with this because we've never been in this position you know she she, she managed to obviously kind of strike gold for you know box office gold with Daniel Daniel Craig but booms, if it's the wrong actor and you know she gets a lazy be He only st- actually sticks around for a year or you know the reception isn't so isn't so great and with John, I do think they're going to end up selling this. or yeah, And she'll stay on as, like, some sort of producer, but really it's going to be someone else who's going to be driving this.
4: There's obviously Michael G. Wilson's role to think about, and I've heard speculation about, well, just fan speculation about him perhaps throwing in the towels as, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, or, they're getting on, it, aren't they? So, it, yeah. yeah, well, exactly. And it kind of makes me think as well about sort of musicians, you know, those huge pop stars. I might be wrong when I say this, but to keep up with the times, they hire new managers, don't they? They get Mm -hmm. new managers Mm -hmm. and they get someone else to take them into the next year into the next step. It might be a case of actually James Bond needs a new manager and Mm -hmm. it's not the managers who own the franchise, but the franchise needs someone else to take control. I think, the the Chris, just coming back to you, the only possible comparisons we can make in terms of past experience of this is, and John said it before, the delay before Goldeneye, mm-hmm. and also the reinvention when it came to Daniel Craig. Do you, do you can you remember how you felt at those times? I'm sure you know you weren't obviously a part of the Bond podcast then, and and talking about it 24 seven. But <laughs> can you remember similar feelings, or is this? Altogether
6: different. I, I, I remember after Dawn and thinking, why is it the more? You know, usually there's more films by now. And then reading, because I was at a certain age, you know, it's like, oh well, you know, in Premier Magazine there was an article to do some sort of, you know, legal issues. I was like, oh, come on, just sort it out. You know, this is this is the Bond mm-hmm. franchise. We're up to you know, fast approaching twenty films here. Come on, I think that you know, need to sort it out. So yeah, I, rem- I remember feeling that like. You know, there's only so many I can rewatch. You know, I want that, and this is what I was say I want to see wh- whether, you know, I whether it's, you know, Casino Real or Quantum of Solace or Skyfall, which have very, for, for, for me varying, you know, in quality, at least the Bond films and at least, you know, it's something that you get excited about seeing, you know, the trailer and you hear the music, you get kind of drawn in. And I just want them to make more Bond films. And I think that, uh, I, and again, I don't know. You know, as a podcaster, whether it's Eon, just overthinking it and just, 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 just get on with it. And I think that, that, um, yeah, it's really, it feels very frustrating at the moment to be a bomb mm-hmm. fan because you kind of, you just want, it is, there, there's never been a time in its entire history where the, the, the slate is clean and that's it. Yeah. It's like, where do we start? And that for me, that is incredibly exciting. Yeah. To say, yeah. right, what can we do with it? Well, actually, we might do something different and a one-off with the character or something here. It's like the world's your oyster and you've got this amazing franchise and amazing, whether it's, you know, going back to the books, whether it's, you know, kind of, there's just so much you can do with it. And that's where I get frustrated.
4: I think I I completely agree. And I feel those frustrations. I want to see, I want to hear developments. I want to see something on a screen or a poster or a, a photograph. But I think what I really want, I do want to tap into that excitement in yeah. terms of, because this may never happen again for mm. us as fans, you know, in our lifetimes, where we really can discuss everything. You know, nothing's left off the table at the moment. So as we go ahead, kind of look at these episodes and and some, you know, there will be developments that come, I'm sure, and that will kind of inform us and uh, develop the way we talk about the next film. But right now we're in this position where, we're frustrated we're a bit impatient but of course we are super fans we mm. we want what we want in some ways our opinion and the views of others but you know we're in constant kind of negotiations talking about what should and shouldn't be as bond but when you take that to to one side I, I, it'd be great i think if if we can kind of embrace this journey just a little bit so that if if um it is that barbara steps down even that you know that's that's the development, that's the growth of the franchise and we kind of track the progress of that. But also, in order to kind of appreciate where we're going, we do need to be honest of where we're up to at this stage. Mm. This the, this series, James Bond return series, is not, as well as kind of charting the, the developments of Bond 26, it's kind of going to follow our journey with it as well so that when we look back, this is where it started. We, we started it almost in no man's land and hopefully we're going to see some kind of the ground level being sorted, something built up soon. But I think it will start with something that's fundamental, won't it? Like the producer or director. There was mention of Purvis and Wade being consulted, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. Which we'll get onto on our episode about the writers. But I think before we know anything, it clearly has to be something big that happens in the foundations. And that's probably the first thing that will kick off informed, Knowledgeable debate about where it's going, but for for, for right now, when we talk about James Bond returning in Bond twenty six, this is where we're up to.
3: All we've got officially is the thing that everybody cheered at at the end of apparently at the end of the trade of the credits. James Bond will return. Yeah, so that was their sort of stop, you know, stopgap, really, wasn't it? That was that wasn't. We know what we're doing. It was just don't worry. That's not just because Bonds died. That doesn't mean this is the last Bond film. So that is, I know it's not much to, I'm afraid there's not much to go on, but mm. it is positive. It's not, yeah. there is no chance that that was the last Bond film. I do believe that. I think yeah. the sort of disappointment has been that in the 60th year, everyone, every Bond fan was being overly optimistic in thinking that there was going to be some kind of announcement. There's going to be some kind of, yes, we've got a Bond or we will be casting soon. I remember this time last year, the Oscars were coming up, and everyone's like, "They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna announce the next Bond at the Oscars." Mm. No, they're not. No chance. It is a good thing to have a gap. Otherwise, the, the impact of when the next Bond will be cast is going to be big. It's going to be big. Yes, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. yeah, really exciting. If it was only you know a few months after to, uh, to whatever it does, no time to die to come out, then it is reducing the impact of the film in their sense and that commercial mm. sense. I really hope they do it without it leaking. That would be unbelievable. Yes. Problem is, on no time to die though. There's so many leaks, weren't there? There was. There was a first of all, there were photographs of the of the girl filming, mm-hmm. and thankfully that wasn't Matilda. I think it was what I yeah, I Madeline <laughs> when she was younger. Madeline, uh, Mad- Madeline, Madeline. It was her when she was young. <laughs> and then there was, of course, the the rumor that he died and the Danny Boyle leaving all that. So they're not very good at the moment at keeping really? secret. So I do really? think that the but that could give you hope in the Aaron Taylor Johnson. That there must be something in that that storyline that he. He's, an, he's not commented, with.
4: has he? Or no, he an hasn't.
3: And he, I know he was at the the sound of 007 concert. That could that doesn't necessarily mean anything. That in fact that would be a bit weird if he was there. Wouldn't yeah. It? yeah. But I I do think there's there's some. They know that they've got to do something, which is a, a little bit better than we're taking. I think last year was we're taking a year off, or we're not. We're hmm. deliberately not doing anything. The the comments at this till premiere were worrying, or at the Baftas, they were worrying. But it is slightly better
4: than no no news, lads, nothing. People now still talk so fondly about GoldenEye and the arrival of Pierce Brosnan, the mm. unveiling of Pierce Brosnan, and like you say, and we'll get onto the market We will have an episode talking about the marketing and things like that, and you know, viral campaigns. But like you say, Tom, it's it will be important that they manage to. Own the story and keep control of all the hmm. reveals if, if it's going to be big because obviously it's different times but everything that we were hit with with Goldeneye was just fantastic and the way the way they brought it about after that huge gap was done and executed so well but had there not been that gap perhaps people wouldn't have been so fond and so overjoyed with what they got and I you know this could be the start of our kind of crusade I'll, I'll you know to get finally a, the next Goldeneye. The next moment, and you know, it's, it does start in the darkness, and we're, you know, we're we don't know where we are at the moment, but you just kind of got to ho- have that hope
2: that it's building towards something that we didn't see coming. They've all gone on about they need to know the direction and they want to be building for a bond in the first for the next 10 years and all that, and they're getting stuck at the point where they don't, they, they haven't got that, and that's where they're getting stuck. So, I am all for someone who farming vision and for our direction and for getting the right person. But there is a place for one-off short-termism. There mm-hmm. is an absolute place for that. Jose Mourinho is the king of it, you know, in <laughs> terms of like you, you can talk all about you building your your you know your visions and your values and all the rest of it. but Jose you get Jose in and you're throwing out the window because you're trying to get a trophy. It's as simple as that and 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 with this, I think there's a case for, a one-off Bond film. Mm. I think, I've not been someone for this, but I think at this moment in time, this might be the time to give Christopher Nolan a one-off Bond film and just give him, him and his brother the script and say, it's yours. It's a free reign. You can do whatever you want. It's a one-off film. And in that time, just let it go where it wants and then they can be planning for the future in the background. And the reason why, I know that that sounds a bit odd, and it may even direct where the fu- where the franchise goes after. and it's it's given a lot of control to that they've never given before. But the the point is is that as Tom said, they've said James Bond will return. and that is what bond fans need the assurance of at the moment. Mm. The, the anxiety is that he might never return because he's mm. dead. <laughs> and, while they're, and 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 while they're and while they're thinking, you know, navel gazing about what the way forward is, the clock ticks more and more. The problem is is that, that they they really focus so much on how's bond relevant in the world today. And and, and this is like they, they proper scratch the chins over this question and what are the issues in the world today. And it's like no 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 no, you know, we've we've got to get back to the fact of we want to escape from the world. We need an overness from the world. Mm. Give it Nolan. Just let him have a one-off. This has come to me because of what you said yesterday,
4: right? Mm. Well,
2: because what well, I said.
4: Yeah, you, you I, said he woke up. Yeah, yeah. I just woke up wondering if these delay tactics are because they're waiting for Christopher Nolan. Because obviously he's wrapped up in Oppenheimer at the moment, mm. and and if it were to be someone, if it were Christopher Nolan or someone who operates like Christopher Nolan. You can't decide anything until you've got a person like that. There's no point then deciding anything. So I just wondered if they were delaying until then. This is just, yeah, I was going to say, is this a bit of a U-turn for you, John? Because I'm sure you, I, don't, I can't remember whether you've been pro having Christopher Nolan or someone like him. You've mentioned before how, and you've got me all excited about like, a, you know, a, <laughs> is it a three film or four film? Yeah, film yeah, yeah. Where everything's tied up. But I, come to think of it, I think you're absolutely right. You know, think about the other Bond's, they were treated individually. I think. I think you get into some dangerous territory when you start to treat things as trilogies or as you know, four film, mm. five film arcs because you're building towards an end point. And actually, you, you shouldn't be doing that with the Bond franchise. You do need one-offs. So that's a um, that's a really interesting point. Mm. And whether it, you know, regardless of whether it's Christopher Nolan or not, a one-off would be really interesting. And it makes me think of also like Mission Impossible three and the Mission Impossible films up to that point. They each Mission Impossible and Mission Impossible 2, Mission Impossible 3, they just made the next one. They were different styles. And I think it just so happened that things stuck after kind of Mission Impossible 3. They found the rhythm. But it could be that they, they have a bit of wandering like, like that franchise did until they they strike the board. Kind
7: it's of. really interesting. And John, thank you for sharing that. And obviously, Harry, this morning and stuff, because I'm you know i a huge Christopher Nolan fan, but I've been someone who's been reticent to, mm. to give someone... It's not necessarily because it's him, but it's like that, the whole idea of handing over the power to the director. Mm. And I think, yeah. I think, you know, you know, directors have visions for things and authors, and, but for Bond, the franchise is bigger than the director. And, you know, sometimes like I felt Sam Mendes had probably possibly too much say, and you know, they were too bothered about him rather than in the past. It was like, well, if Terrence Young's not, you know, not available, right, we move on to the next one. Mm. It's not. Terence, when can you do the next one? But <clears throat> I know things have changed. But I, th- I think you're right. If if it, if something like that is, is ever going to happen, or if we get, you know, I know this seems to be the the sort of a bit of a trend of the day, but like you know, a one off older bond or a one off period bond or something like that. I mean, now is the t- now is the time. Is. If you just do a, a one off, and if if it were Christopher Nolan and you give him carte, carte blanche. Maybe not Carp Black, but... Oh, That'll be the
3: title uh, of the next Bond
7: film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, he was involved with David S. Goyer in terms of thinking, What well, I know it hasn't really landed with people, but what can we do for Superman? Like, oh, got an idea. And then he just stayed on as an executive producer. So he might, you know, he has had an executive producer role in the past. So he might be someone to, you know, he might do one and then just stay involved a little bit in the background in the in, you know, for the years to come. I don't know.
3: In terms of the just quickly the Nolan thing, you are right. It's it's the best time for him to do it. It does mean another three years at least, doesn't it? Probably. But we're probably hmm. we're looking at that anyway, because there's no
7: Yeah.
3: You go back to the Marvel films, what's his name? Kevin Feiger, don't know again, don't yeah. I? <laughs> yeah,
7: Feige, Feige, well, yeah
3: He he's basically making all these films, isn't he? With his I'm sure he's got an army of writers. The directors of absolutely minimal relevance. And the actors come in and they do the thing. There's no one like that to come in and say, if they bring Christopher Nolan, he'll end up doing everything. You know, which is good, in a sense. But unless they get someone like him, long-term director of football, they'll just be in the same position they're in. But it's still better than nothing. Hmm. I I think Christopher Nolan, he's not someone who will... People might be scared that he might sort of... It's too much of an auteur. But he definitely respects Batman, doesn't he? It's not like he ripped up Batman and completely mm. made it nothing like no. That. no he made it what a lot of people wanted and a direction that really pleased pretty much everyone and and it had all the beats of a batman film and the comics so there's no harm in in suggesting it necessarily the only the other quick thing i'd say is i know chris and John have said they think barbara and michael are going to go i don't I, I think because it's a family franchise that, that you know there's so much history in it for them the name, the fact that Cubby was pretty much dying and he was still involved in GoldenEye, the fact that he sort of, he, everything it was everything to him in terms of the, the brand when it started and seeing off Harry Saltzman in the end, it was absolutely everything to him. I just don't think they would sell it to somebody else and have absolutely <laughs> no connection. Maybe executive my... producer, mm. but... Yeah. I, I Maybe they'll just I get someone else on board. They'll always be they do, there. do, but that doesn't... there, yeah. If they don't want to do it, no one, no one can force them at the moment. And, and to, we'll go on to Amazon
2: next time, but yeah. I think the only thing I'd say about the Christopher Nolan one, he has shown like Pierce Brosnan slash Henry Cavill levels of Desperation about Bond. You know he's always gone on about how he loves it,
5: mm-hmm.
2: um, and that's the issue. Mendes never showed any interest, and all of a sudden he comes out. Oh, I'm a massive Bond fan. Yeah, very recommended him. Yeah, but but, yeah, but, but yeah. Nolan has shouted about Bond. I mean, everyone knows that *Majesties* is pretty much his favorite film of all time. You know, or one of them at least. And before do... it was cool to say it as well. Oh yeah, he was the he was the trendsetter. Yeah, and I've and seen I think. And, and I think that 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 needs to be taken into account. But this is a guy who gets Bond,
4: mm. Mm. and that is that those are the hands we want it in. Yeah. You've mentioned Henry Cavill, and you know we'll get onto casting Bond, but it would be lovely to feel that it's in the hands of someone who knows the franchise inside out, who already has ideas, not someone who you know. I'm sure I can't imagine Sam Mendes was brimming with ideas and you know influences when it came to him. But you're right. I think whoever we cast, who, sorry, whoever gets cast, we won't be in charge of anything. Um, but, you know, if, I, and we'll get, we'll have an episode on the music as well, but whoever gets given that job, I want it to be someone who's been waiting for this job, who who's will utterly, utterly respect it. And during their careers, they've already been, like, plotting down ideas and saving it for when they get to do a Bond film. No. Like I say, the next episode, we'll focus more on Eon and Amazon not mentioned much about the 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 amazon situation and how that affects things this episode was as you know called privileged position that's for us as fans to kind of soak up and enjoy the situation that we're in but also it was also meant for barbara and michael as well you know they are in this position to deliver they they you know rightly through all the amazing decades of bond films are in this position but we're counting on them now the next big decision Every big decision will come from them. Um, So as much as we want to enjoy ourselves talking about it, we are hanging on their every word at the moment. And maybe by the next episode, we'll have another little quote to uh, focus on. But for now, that's all we've got, guys. That's all we've got. But thank you for listening, and tune in for the next episode of James Bond will return.